truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show live and on demand here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I'm Steve Dace. I even wore my name tag today. And you pointed to the right spot this time. I did. Well, because I didn't have to choose a direction. It's just like right in the middle. So that, that made it easier. Yes, we've got some new swag, courtesy of the Blaze. We'll tell you more about that here uh, in just a little bit and give you a chance to win some. In fact, 888-900-3393 is the number. Hi, I'm Steve. I'm new here. How are you? 888-900-3393. I'll be praying for you. Okay, I just lied. Just like that guy at church does almost every time he tells you that. That's, that's not true. The vast majority, that's just a typical guy line. It's not true. He just doesn't know what else to say because it's a socially awkward moment. Get outside of out of this conversation. Yes, yeah, that's the kind of that's the guy at church tap out. You know, usually, usually. Uh, you can also email us. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email the program. That's D E A C E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. We will have some open line time at the bottom of the hour. Our good friend Daniel Horowitz is out this week. Apparently, he's got something called Yom Kippur or something that he thinks has to take precedence to coming and talking to us. I guess we'll give him the day off after all. Nevertheless, though, uh, we've got to give you a chance uh, to get more informed politically. Because according to the Real Clear Politics polling average, we do have a new frontrunner, officially now, in the Democratic presidential primary race. And you may think you know everything there is to know about Elizabeth Warren, but ah, contraire, mon frere, I can promise you, there is still much more for you to learn about the future Democrat nominee for president. And, you know, we're not as right calling our political shot in in these days of, uh, of murky and mercurial as we used to be, where we used to be pretty much right as rain. You know, I used to be like your grandpa when his knee ached, it was going to rain. I used to be really good at this. Now I'm just kind of every now and then. But I will give us credit. Uh, It was several months ago that we were out in front saying, if you look at the way this is is tracking, the trajectory is, she is the most likely outcome as the nominee. And here we are right now. She's your new front runner. So it's your opportunity coming up at the bottom of the hour to get to win some cool gear like this uh, and and get to know your new uh, and perhaps future overlord. A little bit better. That's coming up at the bottom of the hour, and we're all excited about that. And then next hour, we'll play our fun little game of buy, sell, or hold. Who knows what fun and frivolity we will touch on. But before we get there, speaking of zany hijinks, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by... Um, So maybe there does need to be a rematch. I mean, obviously, I can beat him again, but... Oh, my. In impeachment news, the White House sent a letter to Congress yesterday announcing it will not comply with the quote-unquote illegitimate and unconstitutional impeachment inquiry. A conservative group called Campaign for American Principles is claiming partial credit for an eight-point swing in favor of Kentucky Governor Matt Bevan against his gubernatorial challenger Andy Bershear thanks to this ad. All female athletes want is a fair shot in competition at a scholarship, at a title, at victory. 
What if that shot was taken away by a competitor who claims they're a girl but was born a boy? Andy Bashir supports legislation that would destroy girls' sports. He calls it equality. Maybe, but is it fair? Vote against Andy Bashir. He's too extreme for Kentucky. More on the NBA. Two Philadelphia 76ers fans were ejected from a game last night between the Sixers and a team from China for holding free Hong Kong signs. The United Nations is reportedly running a deficit of $230 million and may run out of money by the end of the month. You did it! Congratulations! Starting on July 1st, 2020, all Illinois public schools are legally required to teach children LGBT history and only buy textbooks that include that topic. That new law was signed last week by Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. A gang member released under the new First Step Act is wanted for murder. According to the Providence Journal in Rhode Island, notorious crack dealer and one-time gang leader Joel Francisco was released from a life sentence this year under federal drug sentencing reforms and is now accused of fatally stabbing a man. Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is something, something, something racist. Algo, algo, algo racista. Checking in on the climate crazies. Working together to to rewild areas, to um, restore ecosystems, to clean up the rivers, to uh, plant trees, uh, you know, to to basically, you know, sort the plastic out in the ocean and so on. And I actually think that there's so many beautiful innovations out there and humanity could do that together and it needs all of us. And for me, this is part of reweaving a human family back together again. It's part of dealing with systemic racism, white supremacy, and the, and, the, and the wounds of patriarchy that want to separate us. According to Gabby Orr of Politico, Faith and Freedom Coalition head Ralph Reed is writing a new book on why Christians have a quote-unquote moral obligation to vote for President Trump in 2020. The publisher of the book confirmed the original title was Render to God and Trump, but that title has since changed. National Abortion Rights Action League tweets, Women are people. This is not up for debate. Footage emerged recently of police brutally assaulting a feminist at a rally. Wow, that's, oh man, that's just, hope everybody's all right. And finally, Justin Trudeau had a town hall with children. Why did you paint your face brown? Ooh, um, it was something I shouldn't have done because it hurt people. Um, it's not something that uh, you, you should do. Uh, And that is something that I learned. I didn't know it back then, but I know it now. And I'm sorry I hurt people. But did you paint your note in your hands, Bill? Mm-hmm. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah. And it was the wrong thing to do. And that's what happened while we were away. (sighs) You painted your nose and your hands brown. (laughs) (laughs) That's a leader of a country. (laughs) <laughs> that's a major country that voted him leader yeah he's sitting down talking to children explaining himself the children by the way i'm calling it right now the the feminist who flopped there on the yeah. alleged assault soccer fan guaranteed tough but fair guaranteed soccer fan tough but fair guarantee 
right. Aaron's Montage brought to you by our good friends over at Tommy John. There's a lot of underwear brands out there that claim to be big on comfort. But if that were true, then about 75% of men and women remains dissatisfied with their underwear. Why is that the case? My hunch is they haven't yet tried Tommy John, the revolutionary underwear brand that's upgraded over 1 million lives. Tommy Tommy John doesn't just claim to be the most comfortable underwear on the planet. It actually has the stats to back it up. Like... How about the number over 7 million? That's the number of pairs of Tommy John underwear they've sold with a 96% customer approval rating with four stars or greater online. Now, I use this as well. And I don't want to give you too much information. I think we are all readily familiar with the, the, the male anatomy. Let's just say, given my workout schedule and things of that nature, um, it's, it's a phenomenal product. And it, it, there's a lot less embarrassing adjusting I have to do in those sorts of settings, if you kind of know what I'm saying, right? I think you're picking up when I'm laying down, right? Yeah. You've, I was about to say, you feeling me, and then I realized yeah. this is a terrible See, context to throw that in. You said in. you weren't going to go there, and you and I didn't going try, there. I didn't want to. I just thought it kind of... And then you keep looking at me. Yeah, no, it's really awkward right now. Anyway, let's just move on. Anyway, it, it's a great product, and I use it a lot, and... Guys, it, it uh, helps with all the areas that you need help, all right? So hurry to TommyJohn.com slash Steve now. Go there right now. TommyJohn.com slash Steve. Go there right now. Get 20% off of your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash Steve for 20% off of your first order right now. TommyJohn.com slash Steve. I'm telling you, it's a fantastic product. You won't regret it, especially if you're active. You're going to think, man, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Right? TommyJohn.com slash Steve. Get 20% off. Um, we're going to talk about the, um, the possibility of the UN running out of money. And what would happen if we just let that happen? Allah willing. Uh, yes. And, and, when it comes to the UN, a law probably does need to be willing, if you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. gee. All right, so we're going to talk about that coming up in the overtime today for those of you that are Blaze TV subscribers. If you are one, just patiently wait. Shortly after this show ends, when we tape it, it'll get posted online. For the rest of you, if you don't want to miss that, as well as all of the other content we do each day here at Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash dace is how you can get a discounted subscription to Blaze TV right now. blazetv.com slash dace. Where to begin? Um, I'm going to start with the Ralph Reed book. All right? I'm going to start there. And anytime, and I mean anytime, 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 this is a hundred percenter, no ambiguity, Okay? Anytime someone tells you that you have a moral obligation to do something that the word of God is not clear on and or has never addressed, they are either at best well-meaning, but in error, at worst, a false teacher. 100%. Anytime anyone of human origin demands something of you or more of you than almighty God, 
They are either A, well-meaning, but wrong, or B, a false teacher. Before I go on, do you guys want to take issue with that? Poke any holes at it. It's a good place to start. Yep. Okay. The irony of this story coming out today, while we're watching Franklin Graham, who has been as supportive of this president as anybody in evangelicalism. And for the first time that I can recall, publicly, he has broken with the president on a policy. And that is the Turkish invasion of northern Syria, which targets potentially thousands of Christian Kurds as we speak right now. The irony of this coming out, that this is the book he's working on, right at this moment, when the guy who got Ralph Reed his start in politics, Pat Robertson, Ralph Reed would be nothing. I mean, he was a, he was a backbenching bootlicker until Pat Robertson saw something in him and began elevating him at the original Christian coalition decades ago. And so the irony of, of Pat Robertson, think he's fairly pro-team GOP, guys. Just a wee tish. Just, yeah. That he's out there even saying that the president risks losing the mandate of heaven by abandoning these Christians in northern Syria. The irony of this is not coincidental. I believe this is all providential trolling. And the idea that it only works one direction that we're the most comfortable with? Oh no, if, if anything, this, is, this timing confirms it all the more because the word is a double-edged sword. It should make those of us, it, you know who it should, it should make those who believe in it the least and those who believe in it the most squirm simultaneously. Albeit though, perhaps for different reasons, okay? But that's how a double-edged sword works. That's why it also says be neither, you know, be either hot or cold. Don't be lukewarm. Because if it's making you squirm, because you're all in or all out, you've got a shot. It's when you're just kind of, meh, yeah, I don't know. That's when you're in the danger zone, Kenny Loggins, is that place, okay? You don't have a moral obligation to do anything that the Word of God says. You don't have a moral obligation to do. Let me tell you what a moral obligation looks like. Can I give you an example? A hermeneutical, and I think this one's pretty sound. If you guys disagree, push back on me. You guys don't know what's coming. I didn't share this with you on purpose because I want you to check me, all right? Mm -hmm. So here's where you can hermeneutically, what do I mean by hermeneutically? Rightly or properly dividing, applying God's law into the world that we live in today. Here's where I do think you may have a moral obligation. You are to raise up your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, correct? Yes. Yep. Correct. All right. Um, it is worse for anyone to anyone that causes a little one to sin. It is worse for them on the day of judgment than if they had been given a, a millstone, which is like a, a, a one-ton rock. That's what it means. Uh, then if a one-ton rock had been tied around their neck and they were thrown out to drown in the depth of the sea, correct? Correct. Correct. All right. Fathers, you are, the, the, the word of God is, Adam, you are primarily responsible. Not, not authority, responsibility, two different things, for what your children are exposed to, what happens to them, etc. right? So let me tell you what I, what I do think you could say. If you are a believer in the state of Illinois, under no conditions should you be putting your children in a classroom where that garbage, where mental illness as curriculum is taught, you should pull them out. Well, it'll look weird. Okay. What's weird? 
What's weirder? Um, teaching mental illness as a curriculum or obeying the only undefeated being in the history of the cosmos? What's, what's weirder to you, do you think, Todd? Well, <laughs> I can't believe we actually have to ask that, these yeah, But we do. We do. Because here's the thing. Because you didn't pull your kids out 14 steps ago, 15 years ago, you've arrived at this point. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, no. If you, if you started pulling your kids out of classes 15 years ago, 14 steps ago, they didn't just arrive at mental illness as a curriculum, guys. I, they, they, did, they threw the camel's nose under the tent, the, candle, can, the, the camel's eyes, the camel's chin, the camel's torso, the camel's genitalia, the camel's rear end, the camel's feet. They then shoved the whole camel under the tent and said, mental illness as curriculum. The fact that we didn't, you didn't do this 15 years ago is why, is why you're here now. That, but at some point, you must say no. That is a moral obligation, in my view. That's that's why I paused when you asked me because I was straining for words. That how long you've been uh, warning people about the slippery slope, and here you are, crashed at the bottom of it, and you're still acting like there's more slope to slide down. You're at the yeah. bottom. This is it, right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. So listen. On a week-to-week basis, I could go back and forth on how my conscience feels about voting for Trump. Is that a decision I could defend in this life and the next? All right? But, but is, is today the election? No. No. Let's say you find out 400 days, in the next 400 days, Donald Trump, and, we've, and we see the receipts. Not anonymous sources. We see, like, the receipts, the records. That he... That he paid for a mistress or three to have an abortion and never repented of it and isn't repented of it now. He's an accessory to murder, according to the law of God. Would that be a reason not to vote for Donald Trump, do you think? Clearly. Sure. What if we, what if we pull 15,000 Christian body bags out of northern Syria? If you're a believer, could you, would that maybe be a reason not to vote for Donald Trump? Of course. Of course. On the other hand, if you look at the 15,000 Christian body bags we may pull out of northern Syria and then look at the 60 million body bags Planned Parenthood's pulling out of its resources and say, I totally disagree with them on northern Syria and the Kurds, but, you know, I cannot allow this to go unfettered. Do you think that's a fairly fairly godly action if you've reasoned through it and come to that conclusion? Sure. There's a reason. You want to know why this is such a divisive topic? Because it's unclear. Yep. That's why. You want to know what's not divisive? Don't rate people, Matt Lauer. Not divisive. Not divisive. We got that one. All right? You and Samantha, we, we agree with the Samantha Guthrie's of the world this morning. You know what's not divisive? Don't, shy comms don't march into Hong Kong and start murdering people in broad daylight like it's Tiananmen Square. Not divisive. That's how you got Steve Dace and Keith Oberman on the same side. Okay? Not divisive. The stuff that's divisive is the stuff that within people of conscience. Now, the stuff that God is clear in is divisive with the world system, which is why you and Samantha Guthrie over the Today Show, who would agree Matt Lauer shouldn't rape people, would be she'd be totally fine with Matt Lauer pulling into a Planned Parenthood though and paying his mistress to kill the kid that they uh, they procreated. That's the why because she's in, she, she's not a believer. This the, when it, the reason stuff is divisive within us. Is because it's it's matters of conscience. We don't really know. And as the great prophet Jim Moore once said, you think you know, but you really don't know, and you never will. That's why when it comes to matters of conscience, we give abundant amounts of grace 
I, you know, I wish, you know, it's, it's too bad too. you know, I mean, you know, the early church never really encountered pagan cultures, never really went anywhere outside of their comfort zones, you know, never had to really go anywhere where there was a countercultural mission to what was the, what were the popular fads and like of the day and age that they were in. And then they had to kind of negotiate, you know, how can I, what can I do these things? Should I do them? What if, if God's word isn't clear, is there, is, do I look at it? Case? it it's a shame. We have like no guides. No guidelines on this at all. So we're just going to have to just wing it in 21st century America. Because let me tell you right now, the crap Ralph Reed wants to pull, that'll end your country faster than what even the pagans want to do. Because what it'll do is it'll take the only opportunity we have to push back against the Visigoths and it'll numb us. It'll make us more like them. It'll take away our courage of conviction. And you'll do things like, well, maybe I should stay silent about 10,000 Christians perhaps dying today in northern Syria because the unemployment rate in, 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 in October of 2019 in America is low. Does this sound challenging? I hope so. It's a narrow gate for a reason. This is not easy. Not easy. I know everybody wants two plus two. It doesn't work that way. It's hard. God is simple, but he's not easy. It is simple to really know what God wants of us. It is not easy to, in this world, go out and do it and navigate it. And that's why when the word of God is abundantly clear, we hold each other accountable. And when it's not, we offer each other grace, counsel, and support. I have no idea what belief system Ralph Reed really adheres to, and that's the problem, isn't it? Isn't it, really? Because he's been one of the public faces of American Christianity all of Aaron's life, my, all my adult life. And we can sit here today and really, truly not know what he really believes. All, I, all I've seen for, for decades is whatever the Republican Party says, he will do. Rand Paul once told a good friend of mine, the reason he likes doing Ralph Reed's events is because then he gets to fly on his private jet. But if your faith, when we get outside the, the, the fundamentals of our belief system, the majors, when we get outside the majors, the things I've always said for years on the show that are going our closed hands, when we get outside of that stuff, and if the stuff in your open hand is easy to you, I might suggest you're in a danger zone with your belief system. Because the reason we put it in an open hand is it's not easy. This is a complicated world. And if you're a believer and you're not disturbed by what's happening to your brethren in northern Syria right now, you're in, you're in a danger zone with your belief system. I'll just tell you that right to your face right now. Now, don't put words in my mouth. I didn't say abandon Trump, but the pagans win the next. Is that what I said? No. But see, because we've been doing this since Eve. This has been going on since Genesis chapter three. Well, you know, God said not to, not to touch the tree. And the is that what God said? No. That's not what he said. It's not what I said either. I didn't say just let Democrats win every election because of what's happening in northern Syria. Is that what I said? No. No. I also, though, if that was your last straw as a believer, I wouldn't condemn you for it, though, either. What I'm saying is, this 
isn't simple. It's not, it's, not, it's, it's not arithmetic here. It's a fallen world. You know, every, everywhere in conservative media today is, is, is God everywhere. In, in response to Hillary Clinton's lack of self-awareness, example 10,914, you know, I've seen all kinds of clips of Trump's best slams, lock her up. Would you rather him slam her about lock her up or would you rather lock the damn corrupt crowd up? What would you rather have? Because see, that's always been my issue. My issue is not the crazy stuff that he says that offends the David French crowd. My issue, I'm like, I'm totally in on that. My issue has always been, I don't think he'll do it. Like, I don't have a problem with chanting lock her up. I have a problem with, then we don't lock her up. That's my issue. She ought to be behind bars. Total corruptocrat. We should have had everybody at that federal prison where Jeffrey Epstein <clears throat> died should all be in prison right now. Right now. Right now. Julie Swetnick, Kavanaugh accuser, prison. Right now. Right now. Prison. And you get a cell, and you get a cell, and you get a cell. And you know why you're going to get more fake when the Ukraine thing implodes? It'll be, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, you know Den- the Danes. It'll be something else because no one's ever held accountable. You don't even hold your president accountable. You're going to be burning up phone lines right now at the White House. If you're a believer, hey, I voted for you. Appreciate the things you've done. Why are you abandoning our brethren in northern Iraq or northern Syria? You should ask questions like that. But if this, if this is just as simple as four legs good, two legs bad, you're in the, that's another movement. That's not Christianity. I did not intend to spend all of this time on this. But, and I know this makes some of you uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable that more of you don't want me to do this, actually. I'm uncomfortable that more of you really don't want balls and strikes called. But as long as there's a hot mic in front of my face, I'll have, I will have much to answer for. The times I went too far or didn't go far enough, the times I bit my tongue and maybe then should have, uh, uh, you know, mistakes and moral failures I've made on and off the air, I'll have much to answer for when I arrive in eternity as a believer given a very public platform. But I'm not going to ever have to answer for, I'm never going to let them lie to you like that. He's lying to you. And it's not an innocent mistake. He's been doing it for decades. The guy's a hack and a false teacher. And if you donate money to the Faith and Freedom Coalition, you, you know, here's what you ought to do. Pray in the name of Jesus. Go to a toilet. Take that money. Flush it down. And, 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 then, and then consider that your tithe. Because it's, it's more likely to do something righteous than giving money to a guy like that. And if you don't like that, you don't want to hear that, find another show. Enjoy being lied to. But I'm never going to let these hacks get away with doing that to you, whether you like it or not. You may not want me to have your back, but I'm going to. Because in the end, I won't answer to you for what I've done here. But to a higher power than that. Have no 
fellowship with the darkness, Paul writes in Ephesians, but rather expose it. And that's what we're going to do right here. That's a crock. At best, at worst, it's a cult. Just with a friendlier jersey. You know, the, one you know how many the, times I've had to do this show? Yeah. Yeah. Lots. At least once more, Miss Swan. You know what's really bad about this? Is that there is no biblical case for anybody to have to vote for anybody. Anybody. No matter, I mean, no matter who, how good they are, no matter what, you, yet... The case is being made for Trump. That, that's It's one thing if we were lost in the weeds on, you morally have to vote for, pick whoever from human history, Abraham Lincoln, whatever. A guy that brags that I never have asked God we're for forgiveness. We're making it yeah. for him. And we know if we sit down and we pause, you, you can't even make that case for Abraham Lincoln. You, there's no moral case in any one moment that you have to vote you have to. for one I person. I could make a biblical case to vote for Donald Trump, but not that it's a moral exactly. imperative. And yet here we are. Come back. We'll have a little bit of fun. We'll probably have to give our swag away after that open. I don't know that anybody would want to buy it after the way the first 30 minutes of this show. We'll have some fun here in a moment. Stay tuned. So you might be getting some annoying robocalls right now, even though you're supposed to be on a do not call list. I'm apparently on every do not call list except the one that everybody uh, actually goes to because I'm getting these two. All right. And this is where they, you're pre-approved for this or that. Just, you know, we need your info. Be very careful. All right. Now you may have identity theft protection. By the way, if you don't, what are you doing here? I mean, you have to have identity theft protection nowadays. Okay. But um, you, sometimes though, you can have a false sense of security with that. You're like, you know, I'll go ahead and take a gamble here because, you know, it could actually be Visa or MasterCard or somebody calling me. And if I, if I'm wrong, you know what? They can't take my identity. I've got identity theft protection. I don't have anything to worry about, except now they do have your identifying information. And what they do with it now is they go online where you do business. For example, one of the primary places they're doing this is when it comes to your home equity because it's the most important investment most Americans will ever have. It's really, home equity is about the only savings most Americans do have nowadays. And so what they do is they go online where your mortgage note or your home uh, title is kept, sign in as you with that information that you gave them, make it look like you sold your home to them and take out loans with it. FBI is warning, has been warning all year long about this. It's called home title fraud, home equity theft. Don't let this happen to you, especially when for just pennies a day, our friends at Home Title Lock will make sure that it doesn't. They'll put a virtual barrier around your home's title and protect your most important investment. And right now you can get 60 risk-free days of protection, 60 risk-free days of protection at HomeTitleLock.com. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. 
So we had yesterday was a big day in American politics. Um, I don't know if there's been any further polling that has changed it, but at least for a brief moment yesterday, there was a new national front runner. Now, if you look at the Iowa polling, which is going to vote first, Elizabeth Warren's been the favorite here for several weeks now. But we did get a new national front runner when it comes to the Democratic race for their presidential nomination in 2020. And it is Elizabeth Warren. And, you know, normally at this time, each Wednesday, we rely on our good friend Daniel Horowitz to give us the lowdown. To, 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 to do the deep dives that the rest of us either don't want to or don't have the time to. But he is off celebrating Yom Kippur as we speak. So therefore, you're going to get us doing it instead. And we're just going to throw it out. It's a cheap imitation. But we prayed about it and we feel real good about where we're at right now. All right. So we thought it might be fun, not to mention informative, to give our audience an opportunity to get to know the person who, as it stands right now, is the most likely challenger to Donald Trump in next year's presidential election. And to make it more fun, we're going to give you an opportunity to win some of the new swag that the Blaze has put together for us here on the show. You got this hoodie. No, I'm not giving one of these away. I, we actually kept these. They're nice. <laughs> so, but they've got new hoodies like this one I'm wearing, uh, new polo shirts, new t-shirts, some really cool stuff, right? You guys have been given some of this sure. stuff, right? Okay. Yeah. But since we're giving it away for free, all right, what we have the most of, okay, is we have new hats. And I like this hat. It, it makes... I kind of feel like I should be parasailing at Martha's Vineyard with John Kerry while wearing this. Doesn't it just, don't you feel like you should be watching, what was, what was that called? Um, what's the sailing cup, the, the big sailing race? Oh, sure. Oh, the, yachting thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. yachting. Aqua, it was yeah. something. The, it, oh, America's Cup. Is it yeah. called the America's Cup? It's I was, was going to say that. We missed an America's Cup. <laughs> I guess nice. I just didn't think like the Euros who win that all the time would go along with winning the America's Cup. But I feel like I should be like watching the America's Cup on the Ocho while wearing a hat like this. All right. So you get a Steve Day Show hat. We've got new Steve Day Show coffee mugs. And my kids are very happy to know that this one, unlike the last one, doesn't have my face on it. Actually, my kids are very upset. Because they've been busting my chops about having my face on a cup for four years. And I'm glad that that's finally over with now. All right. So if you want a chance to win just a free sample of the Dace Show, Dace Show swag. Easy for me to say. All right. A free hat or coffee cup while supplies last. We've got seven trivia questions for you to get to know about Elizabeth Warren. All right. We call it Chief Trivia. See what we did there? Right? It's got a, all kinds of meanings. She could one day be the commander-in-chief. She's like, you know, she's the chief challenger right now in the Democratic race. Can you think of any other reasons no, that that the, might apply? Just those two. Just those two. Uh, that's, I can't think of any. You, Todd? No? Eh, it's a gray area. Yeah, I, it's, nothing else comes to mind. All right, so if you want to take a stab at, see what I did there? All right. It's just kind of flowing now, guys. All right. If you want to take a, 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 a swipe at Chief Trivia for a chance to win some free Dace Show swag, I enunciated properly that time. 888-900-3393 is the number call right now. 888-900-3393. We have seven questions. So we can have seven winners here today. 
for Chief Trivia. All right? And they're all multiple choice. And trust me, you can't possibly get these wrong. All right? You couldn't possibly. Okay? 888-900-3393 is the number here. If you want a shot at some free Dace show stuff by playing Chief Trivia. Are you guys ready for the first question? You bet. I'll throw the first one out there right now before we put anybody on just to give you a sample. So you have to feel like, you know, hey, is this going to be over my head? I don't really don't know a lot about this woman other than she looks like that woman in my neighborhood with a coexist bumper sticker on her Subaru, right? Somebody had that call. Somebody mm-hmm. called with that a few months ago. I thought that was the perfect Elizabeth Warren description, okay? Question number one, all right? What year was Elizabeth Warren born? A, 1955. B, 1949, or C, tribal records don't go back that far. All right? Those are your options. A, 1955, B, 1949, or C, tribal records don't go back that far. All right? Seems okay. pretty obvious to me. Can I consult my dream catcher on this you, one? You may. Mm-hmm. In okay. fact, in fact, here's Aaron and I, after you left yesterday, we went deep into the recesses of the sweat lodge. To uh, to to with cons- or without the peyote, yeah, with the with always with okay. Uh, in, in order because otherwise, how do you translate the shaman? How do you know sure. what he's trying to sure. say, right? So and 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 these were the seven questions that we came out with. All right, eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. What year was Elizabeth Warren born? A, nineteen fifty five. B, nineteen forty nine. Or C. Tribal records don't go back that far, all right? Now, here's my fear. Nobody wants our free stuff. Oh, okay, they do. All right, all right. I'm afraid because I've got nothing, and Aaron's just kind of giving me a blank look. Okay, here we go. Here we go. All right, we'll start with Matthew in Oklahoma. All right, Matthew in Oklahoma. What year was Elizabeth Warren born, Matthew? A, 1955, B, 1949, or C, Tribal records don't go back that far. What do you think the answer is, Matthew? I'm going to go with C. Tribal records don't go that far. You nailed it. C is the correct answer. And you stay on the line. We'll get your personal info. You let us know if you want a hat or a mug. All right? If you want a hat or a mug. Thank you very much, Matthew. Appreciate it. All right, question number two. Elizabeth Warren's favorite beer is A, King Cobra, now, this could be a trick question because she totally looks like she'd go for some eight ball right now, in fact. A, King Cobra. B, Samuel Adams, you know, from right there in her neighborhood, right? Or C, Chippewa Pride. Line in Google. Indeed. What do you think her favorite beer is? A, King Cobra. B, Samuel Adams. Or C, Chippewa Pride. Let's go to Missouri next. Lloyd, welcome to the Blaze, brother. How are you? I'm fine, sir. How are you? I am doing very well. I'll be doing even better if you get this very difficult question right, Lloyd. What do you think her favorite beer is? A, King Cobra, B, Samuel Adams, or C, Chippewa Pride? What do you think it is? I believe that would be Chippewa Pride, sir. You nailed it. Absolutely. I thought that was going to trip somebody up because I could totally see her going for some Billy D. Williams King Cobra. But no, you nailed it. So you stay on the line there, Lloyd, and you'll get a hat or a mug. Uh, you let uh, the screener know which you prefer when we get your personal information, and we'll send it to you someday. You know it wasn't going to be Sam Adams. I mean, the Founding Fathers are a trigger word. So that's... Yeah, but isn't uh, isn't that like a woke beer company? Weren't, weren't they doing like woke well, po- is... politics a year ago or something like that? Oh, well. I thought they were. I'm sure by I thought I thought Samuel Adams had gone woke on us. 
All right, question number three, 888-900-3393, if you want to take your shot at Chief Trivia in honor of the new Democratic frontrunner, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren's first lead role in her school play was A, Susan B. Anthony, B, Emily Webb in Our Town, neighborhood classic, or C, Sacagawea. All right, you make the call. Which do you think was Elizabeth Warren way back, way back, long before we had tribal records, Todd? Elizabeth Warren <laughs> as herself. What do, you, <laughs> what do you think her first starring role in a school play was? A, Susan B. Anthony, B, Emily Webb in Our Town, or C, Sacagawea? Here's the number. 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. Do we have anybody? Nope, not yet. No. This is the easiest one yet. We, this is the easiest one on yet. They're working on it. All right? So we're, the audience is two for two. Don't let me down. Okay? Don't let me down. All right? All right, so let's go to Mike in Illinois. Mike, what was Elizabeth Warren's first lead role in her school play? A, Susan B. Anthony. B, Emily Webb in Our Town. Or C, Sacagawea. For sure, it was Sacagawea. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was Lewis and Clark. That was the first school play that she ever starred in, and she had the lead role as Sacagawea, and I'm told that she absolutely nailed it. It's almost like she inhabited the role. Uh, that's what it's, that's, at least that's what her Wikipedia said when I, when I looked at it. So congratulations, Mike in Illinois. You are a winner. We're three for three, guys. All right, let us know, Mike. Do you want a hat or do you want a mug? Okay. Question four. This one is sneaky. Elizabeth Warren's favorite holiday is A, Thanksgiving. B, Pride Day, or C, Halloween. All right, now you got to think this one through, okay? This one's a little bit more nuanced. Elizabeth Warren's favorite holiday, is it A, Thanksgiving, B, Pride Day, or C, Halloween? Todd, I can, I can see the gears grinding over there as you're trying to figure this one out. Well, is this this is one of those game shows where they the questions get harder, isn't it? This they do get a little bit harder as we go on. Yes. What do you think the answer to this one is? Take your best shot. It depends on how. I want to go with Pride Day, but that seems too easy, and it it also seems too easy because it seems like Thanksgiving obviously shouldn't be because that's a tale of uh, oppression. But she's a very angry lady, so. It might actually be Thanksgiving because it's an opportunity for virtue signaling. I I think this is tough. But so is Halloween because you don't want to have you have ample opportunity to virtue signal for costumes and things like that. You know, uh, cultural appropriation. And all Indeed. That. All right, who do we have, Ron? Who do we got? Chris in Texas. Welcome to the Blaze, Chris. Here's the question: Elizabeth Warren's favorite holiday is A Thanksgiving, B Pride Day, or C Halloween. What do you think the answer is? Halloween. Why do you think it's Halloween? Because she's a witch. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Man, cuts right through it. Oh. That's not the right answer, but I'm going to give you points for honesty. You're going to win nonetheless. The answer is Thanksgiving, guys. Who was at Thanksgiving? Oh. Who was there? Indians were there. All right. That's, I mean, this is her family, as Hank Williams Jr. just saying, that's a family tradition. I mean, that's her family tradition, guys. That's why I said this I one was a little bit more nuanced. I have my 12-year-old daughter here written for me. She watches the show with me. 
Well, tell her we said hello and stay on hold and you get either a mug or a hat. Your choice, all right? Thank you for the call, brother. We appreciate it. All right, we've got three left. Elizabeth Warren's college sorority nickname was A, the White Witch, B, Medicine Woman, or C, 7-Eleven, as in always open. What do you think? Elizabeth Warren's college sorority nickname was A, the White Witch. (laughs) Did I just lost it. Did we just get banned from Twitter? Did that t- <laughs> the White Witch banned from Twitter for what we said on the air that was never tweeted. They just know this is somewhere they know this is bad. A, the White Witch, B, Medicine Woman, or C, you know, like Dr. Quinn, or C, 7-Eleven. All right, who do we have next? I'm sorry I missed it. Dell in Virginia. <laughs> what do you think Elizabeth Warren's college shorty nickname was? Was it the White Witch? Was it Medicine Women? Or Neil, I'm sorry. Or 7-Eleven. What do you think it was, Neil? Go ahead. Neil, are you there? Do you know the answer? Gail. I'm going to get it right on the third try. All right. Gail. Do you know the answer, Gail? Go ahead. Good. Can you repeat the question, honey? I was trying to mute my TV. That's okay. Elizabeth Warren's college sorority nickname was A, the White Witch, B, Medicine Woman, or C, 7-Eleven. What was her college nickname, college sorority nickname? Um, B? Don't overthink it. Given her family history, what does the answer have to be? Uh, C. No, it's got to be B. Oh, no, it's got to be B, Medicine Woman. All right, Medicine Woman. But since I got your... Okay, then you know what? Since I got your name wrong three times and your original answer wrong, you stand hold and you win. All right, because I suck at this. All right, I'm the, I'm, I'm the worst game show host ever. You're welcome, Gail. Thank you very much. All right. I'm still stuck at Seven Eleven, and I will be for the next hour. So. Aaron, when I when I suggest when I came out of the sweat lodge and suggested that one to him yesterday, that he kind of that, that he lit up on that one as well. All right, two more. Number six. Elizabeth Warren's favorite superhero is A. Wonder Woman. B. That one gay Green Lantern no one remembers. Or C, Apache Chief. Who is Elizabeth Warren's favorite superhero? A, Wonder Woman. B, that one gay Green Lantern nobody remembers. I think it's Alan Scott was his name. Or C, Apache Chief. Is that a real superhero, by the way? It is. They created him for Super Friends, so they could have some Native American representation. I remember him, but I didn't remember that was his name. Yeah, Yeah, it was the Apache Chief. Yeah, he had the, where he grew giant. Yeah, Yeah, he fought against against Giganta. Yeah. 888-900-3393. Who is Elizabeth Warrens? All right, we've go, we're going to Arkansas next. I'm not even going to try your name, so I don't butcher it. Hello there in Arkansas. How are you? Good. All right, so you, ma'am in Arkansas, Elizabeth Warren's favorite superhero is A, Wonder Woman, B, that one gay Green Lantern nobody remembers, or C, Apache Chief. Who do you think her favorite superhero is? Apache Chief. You win. Absolutely. Winner, winner, chicken dinner down there in Arkansas where they serve some chicken dinners with Tyson Chicken, right? Aren't they down there in Arkansas? Yeah. I I believe they are. All right. You stand hold. You get a a mug or a hat. We are educating America on their potential first Madam President right here with one final question. Elizabeth Warren's vice of choice is A, rainbow flavored vapes, B, Fortnite, or C, Red Man Chew. Elizabeth Warren's vice of choice is A, rainbow-flavored vapes, B, Fortnite, or C, Red Man Chew. 888-900-3393. What do you think, Erson? Uh, 
I'm a fan of Redman, so this may make us buddies. Uh, back in the day, yes, yes, that was that was your snuff of choice when you had to snuff back one out? in the day of playing, yeah, playing baseball, yeah, absolutely. All right, eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. If you want to be the final winner today, if you know the answer to the final question of, of Chief Trivia, Elizabeth Warren's vice of choice is it rainbow flavored vapes, which were. They're contraband now. I believe those are banned, right? Uh, is it Fortnite? We know that she has a bit of a Fortnite fetish. She has mentioned it prominently in her previous media appearances, right? She's even said hello to the Fortnite world, in fact. Or is it C, Redman Chew? Do we have anybody? They're working on it. Okay. All right. Poor Ron. <laughs> Trying He's to direct in. traffic. <laughs> Maybe next time we'll only do two or three questions instead of seven. <laughs> I think it's rainbow-flavored vapes. Why do you think if it's rainbow-flavored vapes? Well, it's it's um, we haven't done anything rainbow-ish, you know, uh, yet. And, you know, she's she's a big uh, ally, I think is how they say. And, and so I think she's she's got to pay homage to that at some point in, in her life. And I think vice of choice is probably the area that uh, that, that happens. All right, let's go to Louisiana next. It's Gail or Dale, one of the two. Dale. Dale, how are you in Louisiana, sir? How are you? I'm great, sir. How are you? All right, we got to hurry. What's Elizabeth Warren's vice of choice, Dale? Quickly, go. This is an easy one. C, Red Man. It is. Red Man Chew, you win. Seven for seven. Well done. We'll come back with hour two. Stay tuned. All right, we are back here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. A special nod to Ron down there in Dallas, who we typically do not permit to be acknowledged. And Christian. Uh, yes, Ron and Christian both. But given the fact that, uh, you know, we just made them run around like a chicken who just got its head cut off by, you know, uh, Elizabeth Warren's tribal uh, allies over there. Um, but, you know, you guys deserve a bit of a shout out. So thank you very much. We... Uh, and and note to self, next time, don't do a seven trivia question giveaway. That might be too many. Maybe maybe cap it at six, five, perhaps six. Okay, six it is. So thank you to Ron and Christian, and thank you to all of you who played Chief Trivia. Now, if you didn't get a chance to win one of these hats or one of these cups, there it is on the camera, okay, or... You want one of these sweatshirts or the other shirts? We are relaunching at the Blaze merch store this week. In fact, there's a special sale until October the 13th. Okay. You can get, if you use promo code DACE10, you'll get 10% off of your order. No minimum requirement. That's the entire order. No minimum purchase. So even if you just want a, a you know, a hoodie, cool. Just a hat, cup, cool. Days 10, 10% off of your first order. They've got all kinds of cool stuff there. This goes through October 13th, all right, is the final day. All right, so you got four days to take advantage of this. All right, here's how you do it. Shopblazemedia.com. <clears throat> Pardon me. Shopblazemedia.com. That's the website. Shopblazemedia.com. And then slash Dace, specifically for the stuff with our show. Shopblazemedia.com slash Dace. Use DACE10 as your promo code. You'll get 10% off of your order. All right? 
Let's get to it. It is buy, sell, or hold. It's our weekly game of fun and frivolity. Who knows what cornucopia of topics awaits. Aaron, with a little help from his friends, you in the audience will give Todd and I a series of statements, predictions that you and he have supplied. Todd and I will decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? If you're lucky, we might even have a legitimate reason why. Once per show, we're permitted a hold. If it is for any reason other than that's beneath the dignity of even this undignified office, then you will be scorned, mocked, perhaps even scourged after the program. This portion of Buy, Seller, Hold brought to you by our friends at Real Estate Agents I Trust. If you want to take advantage of a booming real estate market and plunging mortgage rates, now's an excellent time, especially with winter coming. People might be a little bit desperate to sell or might be willing or desperate to buy because it's a lot harder to move in the winter. So if you want to take advantage of this, great opportunity to do so. But before you do, make sure you line up with a real estate agent that you can trust, someone who has been vetted fully to have a proven track record of success, someone who has been vetted fully to have more uh, of a marketing plan than just endless open houses, someone who has been vetted fully to show that they know what the term professional courtesy means, they return messages, try to give you as much of a warning uh, before they show off your home as much as possible. And don't for take for granted this is like other referral services because it's not. Uh, those others are really about helping agents to find clients. This is about helping you, the client, to find an agent worthy of representing you. All right. If you want to learn more or you want to take advantage of this outstanding service, just go to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. Aaron. All right. We're going to start with a few I actually thought of myself. You know, when you keep going to the well every week of great ideas from our audience, some weeks are just a little thinner than others when you keep tapping that uh, that well a lot. So I actually had to do some work today. Wow. That's why I'm so that's why I'm so tired and, and worn the out. The struggle is real, folks. It's true. It's true. We'll start with this one. It's more likely that Bernie Sanders drops out before the end of the year than it is for Joe Biden to win the nomination. You want to take that one first? Because you're the one that's been making the pick for weeks that you think Biden won't be won't make it. Correct. It is it is not more likely for Bernie Sanders. Although, um, uh, not only the health, but the he just lost his son-in-law, I believe, to cancer at the age of forty-nine. Our daughter-in-law, one of the uh, the man's been dealt uh, a, a tough hand. Uh, you, you keep him in uh, your prayers. But I, he's he doesn't go away. That he's a true believer. That what 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 else is he going to go and, and do? I, I I he sees this through to the end, one way or the other. So I don't think it is more likely. <sighs> I don't know. Yesterday's out there. You know what? You're probably right, but I'll take the other side just to give sure. another perspective. Because the the announcement he made yesterday, uh, we're going to scale back things of that nature. I've I've never heard of someone ever. <clears throat> Man, I got all chucked up from Chief Trivia. I've never heard of anyone announcing they were campaigning part-time or scaling back their campaign who were there, who were then there at the end. Now, he is a, he could be a stubborn enough old Soviet to, you know, go Charlton Heston NRA for my cold dead hands, you know? Um, but I still think until there's a candidate... This is the conversation that we had after our buddy David Yepsen was here a week or two ago. Whatever you know, they think is centrist in, the, in today's Democratic Party. It's not what we think is centrist. It's their primary. It's what they think is centrist, okay? 
And so what, whatever is, represents the center in the Democratic Party, I just don't see how Joe Biden goes away until a proxy emerges that could occupy that space in his place. Because those voters need to have a candidate. And, and maybe that candidate can't emerge until he goes away, which is, you know, which is another reason why maybe he won't. But I, I, you know, I can't see him just walking away and, and vacating that space without anybody there to fill it. it. Meanwhile, Bernie's space is largely already filled. You know, there's two reasons you vote for Bernie Sanders. You, you, you yourself are a socialist or, or you're, an, you're an iconoclast within the Democratic Party and you're looking for, you know, a deconstruction agent. Right. But the question isn't him going away, isn't uh, Biden going away, it's him winning. Correct, Aaron? So, yes. Let oh, me just I thought it was Biden this. dropping it's, out. No. It's more likely that Bernie drops out before the end of the year than it is for Joe Biden to win the nomination. Oh, then I think that's an. Um, I, what is wrong with my listening skills recently? Oh, I know. I'm a, every woman in the audience says, I know what's wrong. You're a guy. <laughs> All right. Um, that's an easy buy. I think it's far more likely Bernie drops out before the end of the year than Joe Biden is the nominee. I'll buy that. Yeah. So that I just wasted all your time. I'm sorry. Some might say that happens. <laughs> I, hope, I I walked into that desk. <laughs> uh, Doctor Sleep will be the most successful film adaptation of a Stephen King novel. Box office success. Doctor Sleep. What is it's, that? It's a. I've not read the book. It's the sequel book that he wrote to The Shining, a few years ago, and now the movie with Ewan oh. McGregor as a grown up Danny boy. Danny boy. Ewan but, McGregor is the grown-up Danny boy. I that movie comes out in a couple of weeks. But it's not the movie isn't called Doctor Sleep, is it? Yes, it is. Yeah, because I saw the trailer. Yeah, it's. Called I saw Doctor. a lot of trailers before the Joker. There yeah. are a lot of bad trailers too. Yeah, it's called Doctor Sleep. I've not read the book. I don't know if it's any good. Well, what's what is the most successful adaptation of a Stephen King? Do we know? I mean, if you're going to ask a question, do we we need, we need a baseline? Let me uh, let me look this up. Well, what would, what's in would, the running? It would most likely be The Shining. Uh, Car- is Carrie? Rose Carrie from 1976-77 was a big time hit. Uh, the Green oh. The Green Mile, The Shawshank Redemption. Right, right. Well, yeah, well, good grief. Okay. Yeah, I, I. So because we kind of need a baseline, what would be? Um, I'm gonna just I'm gonna sell. So it's it's yeah, the I'm, first it. The first the it would be yeah yeah that would it, it, with today's dollars we'd have to adjust the other ones for inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, will it be more successful than the first it? No. Yeah, I'm selling on this. And and, and the and the first it is great. Second one, no. Um, but the first one also came out. I mean that came out at a great time. Early September. There's not a lot of competition. It's kind of an empty deck. And so you can be number one at the box office two, three, four weeks in a row. This is coming out the first week in November, which is now we're heading into the, the other than see, other than summer, the peak, you know, big release season. There's a lot more competition. Um, so I'm going to say sell. Agreed. All right. Moving on. Uh, let's see. Sass, Romney, Collins, and Murkowski would all, all of them together, Vote to convict Trump. So Ben so, Sass, Lisa Murkowski, Mitt Romney, and Susan Collins. Yeah. This is an easy buy. <clears throat> I think it's an easy buy. I don't, I don't. I don't think there's a case for sell. I think it's an. You think easy buy? All four of them all right of them. now, yeah. sight unseen, will vote. Yeah, I think. I think they would all vote yes on impeachment, or to, regardless of evidence 
at a trial period? Mm, I'll sell. Tell me why. Because I have to take all four of them. There's yeah. No. So I, who's your outlier? It, it could be any one of them for for entirely different reasons. Well, I don't. What, Give me an example of what that would be. I need an example. Why are why do we know right now that with the in today's political climate that all four of them are automatically gonna vote? Well, it's not in, impeachment is in the house. Vote to. Uh, I could see to, to remove to form to remove. Is Murkowski leaving or something? Well, no, but Murkowski hates her. You got to throw, uh, there's, see, I think that those aren't even the only votes. Sure. I think, I think Lamar Alexander's a vote. These are the ones vote. that I, I thought were most likely. Yeah, I think Lamar Alexander's a vote. That's five. What's the it, margin right now? Is it, is it 54, 46? Is that what it something is? Something like that, yep. Okay. So you, you have to have a soup. You got to, I think it's got to be two thirds, right? So you've got to get to 66. You, you got to get, which means you would have to get 12 Republicans. They won't get that. But, I, but I'm pretty confident they'll at least get four or five, at least. Okay. I could see I could and I could and I could see a couple of more. You know, um, if they do, if they decide like if a Richard Shelby in Alabama decided to retire, old time moderate Dem who switched Republican, I, I and, and and the reason why is these guys hate the Republican base. They always have, and. You know, the same thing we said yesterday. We had a question yesterday from, that came out of a clip we ran in Fake News or Not. And it was from the event they had at the White House last week with uh, black Trump support. And there's a black comedian who's really popular on Twitter. Terrence K. Williams is his name. Have you guys seen this guy? Mm-hmm. He does some really funny reaction videos to crazy leftists on Twitter. Okay. And um, he said something to the effect of when they criticize Trump, they're really criticizing us, right? We just mm-hmm. discussed this yesterday yeah. and, and the context of that. This is true of the Republican swamp as well. All right? It's all the names you just mentioned hate the Republican base and have looked at every opportunity to screw them over. This would be the ultimate screw over. Well, I should let me rephrase that. SAS is the exception of that. Sass does not hate the Republican base. Views that he views himself as part of the conservative base, and his voting record indicates that. Um, which, but but he also views Donald Trump in in, in, in a Justin Amash kind of a setting. Sass is more of an Amash. Amash is a libertarian. Sass is a conservative, but but their well, their voting records are both very good overall. They 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 each view Donald Trump as a corrupting influence, so they would vote. He, you know, Sass is going to vote yes for a different reason. The other guys all hate the Republican base and gals, Murkowski, and that's why they vote yes because betraying the Republican base is what they've made a whole career out of. That's what they do. They can't stand conservatives. They can't stand the conservative base. And, you know, that just as the left sees Trump as a proxy for people like us, even if we're not voting for him at the time, so does so do the Mitt Romneys and Lisa Murkowskis of the world. They see Trump as a proxy for uh, those pesky conservatives they can't stand. Absolutely, they're going to stick him, stick the middle finger up if they can. Mansion and Cinema would not vote to convict. I'll I could, sell uh, on that as well. You'll for sell the on same, that? For, for the same reasons. I mean, at the end of the day, you just sometimes have to look at your chest, depending on how things are going, and do you wear an R or a D? I, I'm not saying you have to morally. That's how they think about it. <laughs> I'll actually go against him again. I'll buy. In fact, I think there's a far better chance. <laughs> Excuse me. I think there's a far better chance Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema 
don't vote for removal than Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins, and Mitt Romney I would do. agree. Far better chance. Far better. So, yeah, I'll buy on that too. I'll go against Todd on that as well. I, I, especially if Manchin's up for a reelect, Cinema is already setting the stage for this. Kirsten Cinema might be the most politically self-aware politician we have right now. A true understanding of, of the people she represents, the seat that she has, and what she must do to keep it in this day and age. And she has behaved as such. She's a rarity. She, she represents self-awareness. Manchin is just, a, is just a craven opportunist. And he represents a state that every precinct in this last presidential election voted for Donald Trump. And in the next one, every precinct is going to vote for Donald Trump as well if he's on the ballot. So I think there's a far better chance they vote against removal than several Republicans uh, don't, actually. Alrighty, uh, the college football season is going how you expected. I'm trying to think. Bye. Okay, you go ahead. Say why. You know, I, I, there's, we're still dealing with the same kind of blue bloods. Uh, there, there's not any. The, the great thing about the playoff, the, I mean, the playoff, in my estimation, has been undeniably successful for the most part in getting past the problems that existed before it was there uh we there we really haven't been arguing except in a fringe sense about who belongs there are there any great injustices yet it's it, it's also been um uh the, the problem is there's been so little turnover that its success has actually kind of also going to be the reason that it needs to go beyond four to eight because people just are tired of the same old uh same old and we still we still have that uh for the most part uh there isn't any uh great wonderkind uh team or teams that is uh or or players even uh i think that has upended any uh, uh narratives so i don't uh, it, it's been fun it's, it hasn't been disappointing but i don't i don't know if there's anything that's unique about it well i go back to my preseason preview and nothing has occurred that counters how i projected the season so far now we're just now getting into conference play around a lot of the country so that could change some things but remember i didn't i didn't think it was alabama clemson and everybody else going in that one of my crystal ball predictions was they would not play for the national championship this year um you know but you you do you have them both in the uh, the playoff? I did, I did have them See, both in the playoff. Until yeah. that isn't likely to happen, we're just in the same storyline. Well, we, we always well, are. Again, I don't want to go off on this tangent. The audience is sick of it, probably, we, and it's not primarily a sports show. We don't have a play, we don't have a playoff. We have an invitational. There's there's no objective way for you to play yourself in. There's there's no criteria that you know if if I do this, I will be in. You don't. So it's an invitational. Okay. Um, more than a playoff. And, and just as it doesn't take away from UCLA's dominance under John Wooden when they won 10 championships in 12 years, but that was an era where, you know, a lot of that era, only 16 teams got in the tournament. You know, there's a, one of the most famous college basketball games of all time was, um, was North Carolina and Maryland for the ACC title in 1974. They were like one, two in the country and only one of those in the ACC champion tournament championship and only one of those teams was going to get in 
to the uh, or NC State Maryland is the game I'm thinking of. Only one of those teams was going to get into the NCAA tournament, and they were one two in like the AP poll. And NC State won the game over Maryland and went and beat UCLA. Uh, that you know David Thompson, NC mm-hmm. State, beating UCLA for the national championship that year. If UCLA had to play two or three more games, had to win six games instead of two, would they have won ten out of twelve? Probably not. Even though they had all the same great players, but in, in a one-and-done scenario, the likelihood that right. they would have won that many, as the math just doesn't work that way. That's one more game for Lou Alcindor to sprain an ankle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's one more game for Bill Walton to separate a shoulder. That's one more game for Jamal Wilkes to, you know, uh, to step on a guy's foot and get out of, knocked out of a game. Uh, and the same is true here in football. The longer this remains a finite invitation with no objective means of getting in, and then the committee just decides the less likely that's less opportunity for everybody else opening it up creates more opportunity we've seen this in every other sport yeah at first you, at first just like we saw in the NFL you had a you had a wild card team in the NFL kind of win the super bowl right away with the raiders but then you went a long time before it happened again and we saw the same thing in baseball you know it, it, but that but now eventually does it, you know, now you've got 95 win teams winning wild card team, wild cards in, in Major League Baseball. Uh, now we see, you know, the, the, your Packers were a six seed, if, you know, when they won the world, the Super Bowl, with, right. their one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers several years ago. Eventually, once once that culture gets in of, of, of increased opportunity, then eventually players realize I can sign as a free agent here and still get to a Super Bowl. I can sign a letter of intent to go to this school and still have a shot at the playoff. And I might play more because there's not as much competition for my spot as there is at those other two or three schools. Okay. Yeah. And so that's why that what college football needs more than anything else. It doesn't have enough meaningful games. Now I was in favor of never going to the playoff. I liked the old bowl system. I liked the fact the regular season created this playoff every single week. But now that you are going to go to this, this system is the worst of both worlds. If you're going to have a playoff, then expand the playoffs so more teams can get in and, and, and have an objective criteria. Meaning, if I win my conference, I'm in. Well, Steve, we might have a three-loss team. Well, we have nine and seven teams get to the Super Bowl now. Ten and sixteen. You know, so what? They still have to, like, win, beat all those other good teams to win, Right? Same thing in a college football playoff. If Northwestern had beaten Ohio State last year, well, what if Northwestern gets in the playoff and wins it? So you're, so you're telling me you'd have a problem with Northwestern having beaten Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson and win the national championship? Think they would have deserved it? Yeah. I, yeah. There's nothing I wrong with that. I can't remember if you buy, sold, <laughs> uh, or held. College football season is going how you expected? <laughs> you asked the question. <laughs> That's great. Oh, we're moving on now? Yes. <laughs> we, uh, might, we, more... we might be moving on in more ways than one. You keep pulling that. What? <laughs> what? Good freaking gravy, man. Uh, the college football season... Uh, wait. Uh, it's more likely Pete Buttigieg gets selected as vice president than Beto O'Rourke. Bye. Oh, bye. I don't think it's likely that either one gets selected, but... Uh, Pete Buttigieg brings something to the table. Bader O'Rourke does not. He's just another white guy. All right, now, if, if Pete Buttigieg was, well, first of all, if he was governor of Indiana, I think he'd be the front runner in the race. I've never denied, when you and I have argued about this all year long, I want to clarify, I have never said the issue is they wouldn't nominate it. No, no. The issue is they're not going to nominate the mayor of a podunk armpit town. They're not going to do that. But, if, but, 
But the fact that he has raised so much money with no resume at all, the fact that he has raised so much money and still remains more viable in this race than the Cory Bookers of the world do indicates that there's a market for this over there. And, and eventually someone who does have a real resume is going to run and, and they're going to nominate them because they have a, now, now you marry resume with the intersectionality. That's why he won't be a VP candidate. He doesn't, he doesn't have, he can't, he, he can't, he can't add anything that they already don't have. They already have all those votes. So you'd need to, you know, that if he was governor of a state like that, where he could flip a state like Indiana, then there'd be more of a value. But the mayor of a state, no. So I don't think his odds are very high, but they're a hell of a lot higher than, than Beta or Works. Yes. All righty. Uh, three of the top eight worst candies of all time include circus peanuts, candy corn, and now and later. I'm, I, I, the circus peanuts are just too much work. Uh, I'm with you totally on candy corn. I loved now or later when we were kids. Yeah, no, I didn't even know they were. Are they still selling those? Really? I think so. Yeah. Have you ever had the, them? The individual wrapper thing is the thing that gets me. It's it is. It's it it, it's like cracking the, the shell yeah. at the at the circus. It's too much work for me. But I loved now and later's. Remember, we I mean we used to smuggle now and later's and runts in the class all the time when we were kids, right? Did you yeah. guys do this in Wisconsin too? Why well, don't? we runts and now or later's. Remember runts, the fruit oh, I candies. Runts. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But I don't. So I got to sell on now yeah. and later's. I mean, I don't think they're like on the top list of, of greats. Correct. But they're vastly superior to the to the hassle that is circus nuts and um, the ridiculousness that is candy corn. I don't understand why anybody's into that. Is now, we're now and later's the ones with the jokes on the inside of the wrapper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So now you can't, we had good times yeah. with those. All righty. Uh, Trump, this may be too late now. Uh, Trump relents on his plans to give the Turks the run of northern Syria. I don't think it's too late now. I, I, I definitely think if you start pulling Christian body bags out of there, if that were to happen, um, I, I definitely think there's a possibility that, that he could or even would relent at that point. All right? Um, especially if you've, I mean, if, if, you got, if you got Pat Robertson and Franklin Graham saying what they're, and Mike Huckabee saying what they're saying right now before that occurs, our buddy John Zamerick we just had on the show talking about Amy Coney Barrett, uh, he wrote an article in the stream a few days mm-hmm. ago along these lines as well. So if these folks are saying this stuff now before this were to happen, if it were to happen, can you imagine what they might be saying then? So I, I could buy that, yeah. I could buy it. I, I'm going to, I'm going to sell because I, I, I don't. This was not good policy. But if it just stays at that as bad policy, he, he he's not going to go back on that. And based on what people are talking about, what might happen, Steve, you're right. We we the guess on what's going to happen if this is true or not about what might happen it is impossible to tell. This, this could be mere rhetoric about because if it does happen. This is a level of presidential malfeasance, in my estimation, on par with Benghazi. Meaning, how did you not see this coming yes. up from the outset? Yes, which yeah. makes me, is it, is, are they that really, Donald Trump or any president is just going to back away and as slaughter is going to happen imminently? Listen, I, I, I'm curious, I'm watching the news just like everybody else, because if this happens, I just said what I believe about it. But that is, because I believe that, it's also why, like, are the people telling you this? Are they really sure? Is this worry warrant, warranted? Uh, I've 
This I'm I'm firmly in trust but verify land on this because again I, Benga- Benghazi was a deal breaker for me uh, on it, it was such a broach not forget everything else you think about Obama it was appalling the way they threw people under the bus on that if Donald Trump is part of this you, we want to talk about the conversation we have earlier about reasons you vote for and reasons you don't vote for I I would be firmly in hand it is morally repugnant to vote for Donald Trump in that I, I, I want to come back to your trust but verify thing with the Kurds in a moment okay I want to do that in a moment first if you are struggling to meet your weight loss goals though all right remember your activity matters and that may be the reason why you didn't hit those goals in the first place all right that 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 matters and and what you eat matters but what matters most of all is how much because you're trying to change the way your body chemistry, right? So your body doesn't crave and conserve calories, but um, needs less to eat and then burns the calories that you eat more often than it used to as well. Thankfully, there is a little molecule in your body. Your creator put it there. It's called OEA. It goes from the belly up to the brain to let the brain know when the belly is full. But think about how that works if you went years without caring about that just kept eating and eating and eating a little bit like if you went years without working out and then suddenly went to the gym and that muscle memory has gone a lot of atrophy there. It, it takes some time to rebuild that. Okay. And the same goes with that OEA and that's where Ridgey zone comes in. All it is is OEA. That's all that it is. All it wants to do is boost the OEA in your body by supplying more OEA. That's why it's FDA accepted, vegan friendly, gluten free. It's not loaded with chemicals, stimulants, additives, preservatives, um, uh, caffeine. It's just OEA to help your body get back to used to backing away from the dinner table. Again, to help you with your portion sizes and your cravings. If you want to try it, all right? So any kind of lifestyle change, they typically say it's about a 90-day, three-month thing to embed that into the hard wiring in the brain. That's why we're offering you 30% off a three-month supply of Riduzone right now when you use my name, Steve, as a promo code. All right, promo code Steve at Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, promo code Steve at Riduzone.com. Get 30% off a three-month supply. I think... I want to highlight what you said a minute ago, Todd, because I think it's very important. You have to understand the, the Islamists, the people who hate America, are very aware of our political and media culture as well. Um, and we had our buddy Ryan Morrow on yesterday talking about the fact that there is that, that there are some Christians within this Kurdish community, but it's mostly Christians living under the protection of this Kurdish army. Right? That was kind of what he said yesterday, uh-huh. correct? All right. Um, the trust but verify matters because don't be surprised if folks who hate America start knowing the sensitivity of this issue. Put stuff in social media, start exactly. circulating in the media. All right. That what's happening to these people may not be happening to them the other way. Okay. Be leery of that. Just be very leery about jumping on any bandwagons where this stuff is concerned. Okay. Um, we'll have more to say about that here in just a moment. Stay tuned. More and more often, like with the NBA this week, you're seeing corporate America take sides politically. And that means it's another reminder when you have an opportunity to do business with companies that, first of all, make sure they do a good product, right? Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying if somebody does, believes, has the same beliefs that we do and, and it's a crap product to go with it. 
you know, but um, if, if they put out a good product and their values agree with yours, to me, a tie goes to the runner there, right? Right now in America, it's pretty much impossible to live without a mobile phone. That's why you want to do business with Patriot Mobile. It's the only conservative, veteran-led mobile phone company. Instead of taking profits and using them like the NBA does to target the state of North Carolina for trying to keep creepers out of women's bathrooms while uh, bowing the knee to the Shycoms, uh, Patriot Mobile takes the profits that you give to them and supports causes you believe uh, with that money. In fact, they've raised about two or they've spent about $2 million of their profits on various conservative causes and candidates uh, across the country just the last few years. So it's, it's the same network, same nationwide service you get from the big wigs that are run by a bunch of lefties, except this time it's in favor of the stuff that you're in favor of. They've got plans starting as low as $25 a month. So why not make the switch, especially with great deals like this? You can still get that Moto Z3 Play for only $5 a month, one of the hottest pieces of tech out there right now. The Moto Z3 Play, only $5 a month, but they're running out, so don't wait. And back by popular demand, they'll waive the activation fee on up to two lines right now when you use the promo code BLAZE at patriotmobile.com slash blaze. Again, that's patriotmobile.com slash blaze. Go there right now. The wave, the activation fee on up to two lines, and you can get that Moto Z3 Play for five bucks a month as your new phone. All right, patriotmobile.com slash blaze. Before we continue with buy, seller, hold, I want to just, I want to, I think this is really important, okay? Because first of all, if I didn't think there was at least a, a, a strong possibility that the Turks were going to massacre a Kurdish people they have been trying to get rid of for decades, I would not have had the criticisms I've had all this week. All right. Um, and again, my primary concern here, and I'm, I recognize these are different Kurds than are the, these are, you know, as, as we described yesterday, these are kind of the Democrat curbs. They're uh, Kurds. They're more uh, Marxist and lefty than the ones in Northern Iraq. But, but like the ones in Northern Iraq, uh, they have again fought alongside of us risking their lives for a mutual cause. And that is my primary concern, is the message it sends abandoning them. Uh, this is the reward. Your, your Turkish would-be Turkish oppressors now get free reign to run at you. If I didn't think there was a high, or at least some possibility of that, and that a substantial Christian population would get caught in the crossfire, not to mention of us abandoning an ally, we wouldn't have had the criticisms we had all week long. But strong possibility isn't confirmation, Right? I mean, there's all kinds of things. There's a strong possibility of, but it doesn't mean they. It doesn't mean though we act as if they've occurred before they have. Be very leery that both you know the president's own domestic political op opponents, but also his 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 foreign and geopolitical ones. Do not assume everything you're going to see on social media, claiming that you know this happened or the Turks did this. You know, there's a lot of attempts at dissension out there. So Todd's advice of Trump, of, of trust but verify when it comes to Trump and northern Syria from this point forward, I think is very wise. Because it, it, would, it, would it shock anybody if, if you found out in a few months that out of fear that Trump would sanction them or do something, the Turks were more hands-off than we thought but we all overreacted for weeks to alleged scoops and stuff that were really just plants from Islamists or leftists in the media. Would we, would we, would we, we, I, I think there's just as strong a possibility of that as there is that the, the, the Turks will do to the Kurds what 
they've been trying to do exactly. the entire time. That's why don't immediately assume like the Turks just went in there five minutes ago with simtars and just on horses and just started decapitating people. All right. There's going to be people that are going to look to take political opportunity advantage of this uh, and, and raise up more dissension. Just be very careful with that. Does that yeah, make sense? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Three more of mine and we'll get to some uh, listener submitted ones. The Adams Family movie will be surprisingly Shrek-esque. Sell. sell. I, I I already sensed some wokiness in yeah. there in the trailer, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sell on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, National Review will not exist in five years. Um, we both had the same reaction. You know, we were talking about this before the show, and it, it just seems to me that what's this thing they're doing now? The, the dispatch is oh, that the dispatch. Yeah. Okay. This strikes me as. The, the 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 real conservatives and you know you've got your moderate anti-trumpers and they're all at the the bulwark whatever that is now yeah. right that used to be the weekly standard this strikes me as the you know the people who who actually are fairly conservative on policy this strikes me as the the national review went to them and said we we cannot monetize this with you guys using our platform and of course we love you and it'd be terrible optics to fire you so you got six months to come up with you know some kind of soft landing spot because the fact that they all just sort of landed there i don't view that as any kind of a coincidence um now what that means for the future of national review i mean i could see it going one of you know two ways because if if on one hand if you cannot monetize independent commentary then i don't know how you can survive because you're you're not going to out Trump shill so many other outlets that are already doing that, and it goes against your own kind of brand to begin with. So, you know, what? I'm going to buy because I think they're kind of in a no man's land, and I'm not really sure where they go. You know, they're always going to be more swampy establishmenty. That's kind of always kind of you know how it's been. Well, not always. It's how it's been in the last decade or so. Right? It's always been more of a Mitt Romney style of publication than a Steve Day show. Um, I don't know how they split that baby in half. So I'll buy. Man, but it used to be at it started was the Steve Day show. No, Man, that was 20, 30 yeah, years ago. Oh, yeah. more than that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, I, will, uh, I will sell. I think that they're going to be so aggressive in their anti-Trumpism over there at the, uh, the dispatch that that will end up reflecting well enough on the need for national review at least for five years what's their need what do you think it is because like well, I've, I've stopped reading it many moons ago you still follow it a little bit don't you yeah yeah okay. what, what's what, what what's well, the what's the need that they fill I, I don't know i'm asking well i'm really good writing which still exists and i know that's i mean we both write and we know that that's okay the 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 value uh, of that, you know, the wonkiness, the inside the beltway. I don't think we can discount. I think I can. I can see this happening. The window was five years. I'm just betting on. Okay. it has enough inertia. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, rapid fire on these four intriguing NFL teams: Chiefs. Oh, I'm gonna buy. Buy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Packers. Buy. I'm gonna buy. I was high on them going into the season. Bills. Buy. I'm gonna buy simply because. 
they have a defense, and there's a lot of wins when you're not playing New England in that division. Yeah, and AFC is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Vikings. Sell. I'm going to sell. I was high on them going into the season, too, but Kirk Cousins is going to turn out to be one of the worst free agent signings yep. in, in modern sports. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on. Constantinos Rhoditis says, Steve's washer must be broken since he wore an adult shirt <laughs> two days in a row. Uh, no. Nice. No, my so, washer's not broken, though, so sell. But I, sell, like, I, see, I like where you're going with that. He's mercurial that way. Huh? Uh, uh, Tim says, Greta Thunberg will win a Nobel Prize for Bye. climate change. Bye. Gu- guarantee. Bye. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. David Schoen says Trump goes full God Emperor and will begin the or end the State of the Union address with "I am inevitable." You Bye. know, what? Uh, if he does that, I might get an absentee ballot the next day and vote for him. Yeah, just to, just to <laughs> sell. He's not going to do that. Uh, let's see. He's going to say "I am profoundly inevitable." Yeah. Right. Um, okay, another one double dipping from Constantinos Roditis. He says this is the way to eat candy corn. Open the bag, pour candy corn mm. in a trash can, eat a Reese's peanut butter cup. Bye. Bye. See, you, I think, wasn't he the one that you, you, you rode pretty, uh, you, you got on pretty hard last week because there was a two-parter that you think. Yeah, but this is, look this at this that is level a, of redemption there. He is, came this, correct. Yes, with a seamless process. Yes, yes absolutely. Bye. All right. Hark the Sound says the farther the Braves go in the playoffs, the more the Tomahawk Chop chant bye. will come under scrutiny because we just can't watch sports anymore. Golly, I didn't even think about that, but bye. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Gregory says NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell secretly pleased that NBA Commissioner Adam Silver is getting hammered with the China controversy. Uh, he says uh, some context for that. Adam is regarded in media outlets as a far superior league head. Oh, to by the yeah. media, the woke yep. sports media loves loves Adam Silver. Yep. Okay, he is he is their Cheeto Jesus. Yes, so you know Roger Goodell is enjoying this. Total buy. Yep, I'll sell. Roger, he just doesn't care. That's probably true. He's too tone deaf all the way around. I think. Uh, no, Roger Goodell strikes me as the guy that Google's his name and looks at a lot of this kind of stuff. I bet you he does a lot of that, sitting over in those hmm. offices hmm. all day long. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Reale says, in the vein of Huck Finn and other classic characters being accused of racism the next 10 years, Dumbledore will be outed as not woke enough for dead naming, that is, refusing to use a chosen name, Voldemort, by constantly referring to him as Tom. Bye. Um, Bye. I, I could buy this that. This is a problematic example of dead naming. Yeah, but, but here's the other reason. He wasn't gay enough. Yeah. No, he's not, he wasn't gay enough. I mean, why did he remain celibate all those years? You know, I mean, that's not, he's not gay enough. So I, I could I could see Dumbledore being considered problematic for that for remaining gay celibate all those years. Why wasn't he acting on that? Why was he Why was he living his life? Why did he buy into the heteronormative oppression? Bye. Yeah. So dumb. Uh, Jacob Hibbard says the top six teams in college football right now are in order: Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Oklahoma, Clemson. I'm going to sell. I think I'd have Auburn in the list. I mean, you look at the schedule they've played and their only loss was on the road in, in one of the toughest environments in the country. Um, I would have Auburn on that list instead of Clemson. The only reason people have Clemson is be- if you base this just strictly off of what they've done in 2019, you would not have them that high. All right. You're, you're in, and it's the 2019 season. Now they may be that high at the end of the year, but Auburn has been a better football team than Clemson so far this season. Uh, you convinced me. I'm buying on that argument, and I'm the one who was disappointed. I argued, argued uh, Auburn was destined for the playoff, and uh, suppose that could still happen. It could still but, happen. Um, yeah, 
it just got a lot tougher, though. It did, yeah. All right, John Hensley says, in the spirit of total depravity, when the House votes for impeachment, they will not reveal the names of the whistleblowers. What do you think of that overall? Uh, will uh, we will find out the identif- identity of the you whistleblowers? Bet we will. Yeah, we, we so are you buy that. Yeah, but I could buy the House doing it that way. Yes, but there's no way. There's the, the 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 Republicans in the Senate are going to demand it, and Lindsey Graham's already said this already. The Republicans in the Senate, when they hold their trial, they're going to make everybody come on the record. There's no way. So you, we, we're going to get through an impeachment vote, and they might be able to not to reveal that. But when we get to the nitty gritty of an actual removal hearing, yes, yeah. all will be revealed at that point. I yeah, agree with everything that was said. All right. Uh, Jared Donnie Collins says Wonder Woman 1984 will not be as successful at the box office or with critics for two reasons. Do you buy these? One, historically sequels are hit and miss. Two, being pushed back to June 2020 instead of staying in November of 2019. Too much time has passed. I don't think I don't, I don't think it could one. be from for number two. I could see it being for number one. Uh, it won't it won't be for number two because it's being pushed back to the window that the first one was actually released the first weekend in June and in what was that 2017 when that movie came out. So um, I, I don't think it'll be because of the second one, uh, but I, I could see it being because of the first one. And I'm I, I am a little fascinated that we have had no teaser trailer nothing for it at all. So. I, I think that's interesting where, you know, we were getting promotion for the first one a year in advance of that movie coming out. And we have, we have seen, I mean, they've been done filming Wonder Woman 84 for months now. So. And why did it get pushed back? Do we know? They just wanted, um, it's, they didn't have a summer tentpole film. See, here's what happened. Yeah. Justice League bombed and every plan that, that they had to, of what to do with that. And that's why Warner brothers overall, uh, gate receipts is way down this year and everything else is justice league was supposed to launch their cinematic universe. The, the, the individual green lantern films and all that stuff were supposed to come out of justice league success and justice league bomb. And so now they're scrambling, trying to figure out what they're going to do. And that's, and so they had no film for summer. They had no, you know, tentpole movie for summer 2020. And that's why wonder woman was get it out of the way of star Wars and all that stuff at the end of this year and, and make that the tentpole movie for next summer. Is they, is there any chance that they would use the fact that this is the one bright shining star? Well, Aquaman was successful, remember? Oh, Aquaman was very oh, successful. That's such a bad oh, I don't think it's a bad movie at all. I really enjoyed oh, it. Aquaman was very successful. Dreadful. But is there Aquaman any, okay. is not dreadful. Oh, it's bad. No, it's not. It's, it's a it's, very fun movie, and it was very successful. It's bad. But anyways, but you, yeah, you agree that there's bad movies in this universe or sure. th- that they have justice league being the preeminent one. Yeah. And so this, and which I, which someone still needs to die for, frankly, but we'll see, talk I, about that another time. See, this yeah. is where, but it, this is the one though that everybody agrees yes. was just yes. outstanding in terms of critical success yes. in box office. This and, is it, the harmonic convergence and yes. on par with the Marvel universe. Yep. Excellence. Yep. It, is there a possibility that this may be more than just, Iron Man 2, you know, which is kind of a contained, and they decided... They're going to reboot the universe well, through her? Is that what you're saying? Through her and be far more Captain America Civil War, where it's it's Maybe. really broad in scope. You have some of the heroes and, come and, in. And it could be why we don't know anything. Exactly. That could be. That could be. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've got about two minutes here. Really, 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 really fast. Rapid fire. Top 10 worst Halloween candies. Number 10, bit of honey. You bye. Agree bye. With that? Okay. bye. Number yeah. nine, good and plenty. Yeah, not a fan. Bye. Yeah, bye. Uh, number eight, licorice. Bye. Bye. 
Uh, number seven, Smarties, Sal. Smarties Sal. is amazing. It's classic. Yeah. Yeah. Number six, Tootsie Rolls, Sal. Sal, classic. Uh, number five, Necco Wafers. Bye. I don't even know what that is. Oh, they're pasty crap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's Thin see. Sal. Yeah, number four, Wax Cola Bottles. I like those. Yeah, I like those too. Yeah, bye. Yeah. Like the gummy bears, that's what we're talking about? So you're selling that they shouldn't be on the worst list? Yeah, they yeah. shouldn't be on the worst yeah. list. So, yeah. uh, peanut butter kisses. I don't even know what those are. Are you so, kidding me? Peanut butter kisses. Someone needs to die for that suggestion. Sell. Yeah. Anything peanut butter kiss. Peanut yeah. butter and chocolate should not be on the list, period. In, in any iteration. And number two, circus peanuts. Yeah, bye. 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 And then candy corn. Bye. Bye. Yeah. All right. That's that it. it. We're done. That's it. Hey, if you're one of millions of Americans struggling with chronic pain as a result of too much inflammation in your body, relief could just be one click away. It's called Relief Factor. It's 100% drug-free, even though it's a formula created by physicians who can prescribe drugs. So understand that you know, we, we prescribe drugs all the time in order to treat symptoms, but what could we do that would help unleash the body's natural God-given healing ability? Your body was made to push back on inflammation, and that's what Relief Factor does. It, it, it's a, the formula that lets the body do this naturally so there's real healing where this is concerned i use this product every day it's part of my daily regimen i swear by it all right so this is how confident we all are in this product we're going to offer it to you right now a dollar a day for three weeks and what do you have to lose for way under cost way under cost a dollar a day for three weeks because we're pretty confident you're going to see results and you're going to come back and say you know what i got to make that a part of my regular lifestyle so take advantage of this three-week starter kit. It's 20 bucks. That's a dollar a day for three weeks. What do you have to lose for a dollar a day for three weeks, except maybe finally, hopefully the pain. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Get the three-week starter kit for 20 bucks, a dollar a day at relieffactor.com. Thinking about, could they reboot this thing through Wonder Woman? I don't know how you do that with... Oh, I don't know. With Aquaman's success, because they've already announced there's going to be a sequel there. Um, it, I mean, the movie was very successful last Christmas. Yeah, I know it was successful. You're, the, you're like the only person I know that, I mean, I don't think it's a masterpiece. You're the only person I know that thinks it's terrible. You I really, really want to go it. into this with our last Jedi background on this? And you think you thought the movie was woke? I don't think the movie was woke it's at bad. all. It's bad. You thought it was woke? Well, well I didn't say it was okay, woke. Well, that, I just I thought, think it was bad. I, yeah. All right. I mean, it it didn't rescue anything. That's for darn sure. We're gonna have to end it this way, aren't we? <laughs> and you know, you have a bad opinion by the fact this is the first time you have shared it with me. That's how you know you're wrong. Oh yeah, sure. That's the, <laughs> that's the talisman to all this. We'll be back again tomorrow, noon to two Eastern, right here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Until then, John three seventeen. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.